0: it's the last podcast of 2019 and wow it has been an epic 2019 by far the most popular podcast in terms of downloads and in general that we produced this year was our exclusive sit down with simone biles and i'll catch up with nastia lukin so we decided to give you a chance to catch it all over again here we go
1: i felt more pressured to do it for other people and to make other people happy. But I feel like, this time around, I can do it just for myself. Olympic
2: Channel Podcast.
0: That was four-time Olympic champion gymnast Simone Biles, who is our big interview this week. We are going to analyze what makes her the greatest of all time with Nastya Lukin. Look back on her history-making US Nationals performance and also take a listen to her emotional response to questions regarding USA Gymnastics. I'm Ed Knowles. This is the official Olympic Channel podcast, and every week we find the best people to talk about the biggest Olympic talking points. We want to get you inspired and motivated. So if you love the Olympics, subscribe right now, wherever you find your podcasts. Just as a warning, we will be making reference to the abuse case in this episode. Olympic Olympic Channel Channel podcast. It was a Wednesday, the training day of the US National Gymnastics Championships. Simone Biles had a goat emblazoned on the back of her leotard. The internet obviously started to have fun with that. And then later, she spoke to the media, where she got emotional.
1: I don't know. I don't mean to cry, but it's just, it's hard coming here for an organization and having had them failed us so many times.
0: It's been nearly three years since Larry Nassau was found to be sexually abusing athletes under his care with USA Gymnastics and Michigan State University. Nassau is in prison now and is unlikely to ever leave. The restructuring of USA Gymnastics continues. In January 2018, Iles said she was sexually abused by Nassau. Now, Iles is rebuilding her life, one day at a time.
1: We've done everything that they asked us for, even when we didn't want to. And they couldn't do one damn job. You had one job. You literally had one job and you couldn't protect us. And it's just really sad because now every time I go to the doctor or training, I get worked on. It's like, I don't want to get worked on. But my body hurts. I'm 22. And at the end of the day, that's my fifth rotation. And I have to go do therapy. But it's just hard. And we try to work through it. But it'll take some time. I'm strong. I'll get through it but it's
0: hard. The expectation for Biles was that she was going to cement herself in the history books by winning a sixth national title. But on Friday, she had, for her at least, a competition wobble and put her hand down on her floor routine. Obviously, she still made history on the beam. The double-double dismount was a first for a female. But she wasn't completely satisfied.
1: I feel like on beam, I was really excited when I landed it and made it. So I feel like the risk... First reward is very high, but I guess it just depends, like, risk versus reward on bars, no, no, I'm not going to take it. But maybe on the other three of them, so I'll take it, I'll try it. Um, so, you know, Sunday hopefully will be better.
0: Sunday was her final competition day, and it was simply sublime. She landed the triple-double, another female first. She took the all-around title for the sixth time. What Simone was doing caught the eye of plenty of amazing people on the internet, including former first lady of the United States, Michelle Obama. So after a very eventful week, Scott Bregman went to see Simone at her gym in Houston to catch up.
3: Olympic Channel Podcast. All right, so I'm here with four-time Olympic champion, Simone Biles. So your performance from US championships, obviously getting a ton of attention Were you surprised by that? And what do you think was maybe the coolest shout out you've gotten on social media?
1: No, I was actually really surprised at the like social media attention that I got because I guess I didn't think about it. Um, I had done two skills that nobody's ever done before and gymnastics gets a good amount of attention, but it got like a crazy amount of attention. So that was pretty wild to me. Um, But I feel like one of my favorite shout outs was probably Michelle um our former first lady um michelle obama or chrissy teigen those are like my favorite
3: people i like how you're on a first name basis with (laughs) michelle now um there's really no one pushing you competitively i mean just if you look at it honestly Mm -hmm. but you continue to push yourself obviously and do more and more and more gymnastics so where does that come from Mm
1: -hmm. I feel like it just comes from the desire to want to do gymnastics and the love that I still have for the sport. Um, Obviously, Cecile and Laurent do a really good job at pushing me in the gym um, to do upgrades, not only because I'm ahead, but just for myself and to see what I can do and see how far I can push myself and what I can put out there. Um, Because a lot of the skills were kind of unimaginable, but then we turn them into doing them for real, Um, so that was pretty crazy.
3: Do you think it's harder this time around when you are so far ahead to kind of create that Mm -hmm. internal enemy, that internal competition?
1: No, because I feel like the first time I did it, like the first time around, it was, I was doing it for myself, but I felt more pressured to do it for other people and to make other people happy. But I feel like this time around, I can do it just for myself. So I feel a little bit happier. Cause it's like, I don't have anything to prove to anybody. I'm out there doing it just for myself this time.
3: So take me through what's going through your mind when you're about to run down the floor and do a triple double or you're setting up for that double double off beam.
1: Um, Honestly, sometimes I just hope that I can remember how to twist and that I don't get lost like worst case scenario. That's what usually goes through my mind. But other than that, I don't know. That's a good question. I really don't think too much. Um, I just kind of do it. And then on beam, I do get a little bit nervous, but I just hope that I go straight because sometimes I go a little bit crooked and I'm like, well, the mat's not that wide, so I try to keep it straight. But I don't know. I try not to think too, too much about the skills because they're already so hard. So if I overthink it, I might do something wrong.
3: How long have you had to train a skill like either of those before we Um, saw them out on the floor?
1: I don't know. On beam, I've trained the double-double for a while now, Um, but just like playing around with it. Nothing really serious um, until this year. And then the triple-double, again, I played around with it whenever I was younger. And then Laurent asked me to do it, and I was like, "Okay, you're crazy. That's never going in a floor routine. But the more I do it, the easier it gets, and I'm more aware of where I am in the air um, and whenever I land. So I guess that kind of shocks me. So, but it took, it took a while, but not as long as you would think.
3: Is there anything else you're working on that we've never seen before?
1: Not really. I mean, we're trying to play around with things, but nothing too crazy. I already do pretty crazy stuff. So we don't want to make it too crazy. Cause then the injury gets like, you think of worse
3: things. It's hard to imagine a quadruple double anyway. Yeah. So. Oh gosh.
1: I don't even think I can twist more than three times anyway. So.
0: Simone's week in Kansas City was incredible, but she actually came close to leaving competitive gymnastics in 2016.
3: In lead up to Rio, I wasn't necessarily sure that we'd see you in 2019. <laughs> and I don't know that you were sure either. Yeah. How seriously did you consider just, you know, calling it? Um,
1: I mean, I was fairly young at the time, or at least I felt it rather than how I feel now, but I was pretty sure I was done. But then in the back of my mind, I kind of knew I was gonna come back. I just wanted to be done so that I could fully relax for the year and a half that I took off because I feel like if I knew exactly when I was coming back, then like you're just stressing about it the whole entire time while you're trying to enjoy your vacation or hiatus or whatever you wanna call it. Um, so I just kind of let things happen, travel, spend time with my friends and my family. And then I decided to come back like way later so that I could just be stress free and not think about gymnastics because I needed that mental break from it.
3: So obviously you've accomplished everything you can in the sport. Mm -hmm. What is success for you Mm -hmm. at this point and and how is it different than before?
1: I feel like before it was just winning and now I feel like it's different. I want to do good. And if I win or whatever the outcome is, then that's successful. But even on day one of championships, like I was really upset that I fell. And yes, it was a skill no no female has ever done before, but I was pretty upset with myself just because I know I can do it. So I feel like my standards for myself are higher. So it doesn't matter if I win, if there are mistakes that I did throughout the meet, then I'm upset with myself. So I feel like it's just measured differently.
3: You posted something on your Instagram yesterday. I think it was like your goal was to make an impact while making an income. So mm-hmm. how important are the things that you're doing off the competition floor mm-hmm. with speaking out and yeah. finding your voice and, and and those sorts of things? How important yeah. has that become to you?
1: Um, since I'm still in the sport, it's a little bit harder to do just because I have to come back every day and I still have to. Work here in the gym, but other than that, I think it's really important um, to speak out and for kids to see that it's okay. You don't um, you don't have to silence yourself, and I think it's important for kids to see that we have a life outside of gym, um, and that we can be role models in that way rather than just being stuck in the gym 24/7 all the time.
3: When someone says Simone Biles, mm-hmm. what do you want? What do you want us to think?
1: I don't know. Uh, Hopefully, whenever they think about Simone Biles, they think about, I mean, obviously, gymnastics is gonna come to mind, but hopefully, I don't know. That's hard, because I feel like as I get older, my personality comes out a little bit more, so it's kind of hard to say what I want them to think. Um, But hopefully, like a pretty well composed young female. Smart, mm, well put together, <laughs> um, funny. I don't know, I feel like I could keep going, but it just depends. Just depends.
0: Big thanks to Simone for taking the time to speak with us. Coming up at the end, Scott actually asked some rapid fire questions to Simone, so stick around for that. But first, Nastia Lukin took the all-around Olympic gold in 2008 and now she's part of the NBC team who cover gymnastics. And she has no hesitation about calling Simone Biles the greatest of all time. Olympic Channel Podcast. All right, so
3: I'm here with 2008 Olympic all-around champion Nastia Lukin. Nastia, thanks for joining me.
2: Thanks for having me.
3: I'm gonna start with, I think, an easy one. Do you think she's the greatest gymnast of all time?
2: Absolutely, without a doubt. And, you know, it was just so interesting watching her in Rio, and already kind of thinking that. Obviously, with the success that she had there, and then now here we are, three years, almost four years later. You know, going into Tokyo, and she's light years, you know, just so much better than she even was in Rio. And I think for so many. It's hard to believe that and, you know, outside of the gymnastics world, people are like, how is that even possible? Because she won, you know, so many gold medals in Rio, um, but for the inside gymnastics world, you watch and it's it truly is mesmerizing. Not just the, way, the new skills that she's doing, the difficulty that she's added, but even the skills and the routines that she did in Rio, she's just doing it. So much better. So you know it's it's without a doubt, I think she is by far the best gymnast um, that we probably have ever seen, and I, I think it'll be really hard to ever see someone else like Simone again.
3: She does so many things so well and so much better than anyone else. Mm-hmm. Can you pinpoint one or two things that you think are her most special qualities?
2: Well, Simone has obviously so many special qualities. I think. It's it's not just the difficult skills that she performs, but it's the way that she performs them. So obviously at the U.S. Classic, we saw the triple double on floor. No um, female gymnast has ever done that. And, you know, just... Thinking about that skill, it's extremely difficult. But then you watch her do it, and the height that she gets, and the power, and and then she just lands it with such ease. It's, it's, it really is mind blowing to be able to watch her. And for me, being removed from you know com- being a competitive athlete and and truly just being a fan of the sport, it's incredible to be able to watch something like that. Um, live you know seeing it in person and it's one thing to watch videos and, and watch film and you know study it but seeing it in person is just that much more impressive um in in her vaults um you know again super difficult vaults but she just she does it like and i think it's also the way that the confidence and calmness that she has kind of approaching these events and the skills it, for me, I remember any time that I was like trying something new, like you could tell on my face. I was a little bit scared, I wasn't as confident, and for her, there's just something about her that she knows, or it looks like she knows, that she's going to make it without any problem, and um, it's yeah, it's just incredible to watch.
3: So basically every time she will compete from now until the Olympics, she will have a chance to either break a record or extend a record that she already holds. And when you were competing, you had sort of a, like, you you were going to maybe tie Shannon Miller's world records and world medal records and things like that. Is that something you think that you thought about? And do you think that's something that Simone is, like, thinking about when she competes?
2: Personally, I didn't think about it until after um, the competitions. I never went into a competition thinking that I wanted to break a record, you know, going into you know, trying to repeat a title, sure, you're thinking about that a little bit just because, and not necessarily because you want to just repeat, but you always, no athlete, any athlete would be lying if if they said they didn't want to win. So of course, that's kind of always on your mind. Um, I think for something like Simone, I and mean, when I got a chance to talk to her, you know, and asking about these new skills and these upgrades and and for her, she said and I and I loved when she said that, because, you know, she kind of said, I'm not really competing against anyone else. I'm not in and, and not in a way that I'm so much better than everyone else, but she truly is just trying to be better than herself every single day, every single competition. And when you're able to do that, that just like qualifies you, you know, and, and puts you in that pedestal of. You know, com- competing against yourself every single time, it's its really hard to do, yet that's thats the level that she's at. And so, you know, it, it also, I think, keeps it fun for her to be able to go out there and think, even though she wins by, you know, normally points and she's ahead of the field, how can she be better than she was at the U.S. Classic? How can she be better at this year's Nationals than she was at last year's and the World Championships? And so um, I, I think... I would say that's probably something that keeps her going as opposed to, you know, winning a sixth national title. Yes, that's great, but I don't necessarily think that's what her, you know, her motivation is on a day-to-day.
3: The world and especially you from from up close have gotten to watch her grow up as a human how do you think on a personal level she's changed from maybe you know, 2012, right. 2013 and now?
2: Well, to me, I feel like that's what's most impressive because, yes, her gymnastics is absolutely incredible. Um, and I could go on and on about the gymnastics and, and her consistency and, and just – how amazed I am by that, but I think, you know, take away gymnastics, we're all humans. And so that's what I have truly loved seeing and, and the more that I've gotten to know her over the years and and just the balance that she has in her life and and really the woman and, and the adult that she has become and, and kind of realizing, um, you know, that she can kind of separate her life and she can have a personal life and, um, you know, it's it's almost kind of like a work-life balance, and so gymnastics, you know, is somewhat of that, um, I think, for her. But I think just also being um, kind of her growing into the leader that she's become is really, really cool to see. And now, obviously, her having so many teammates at her gym at home, um, I think has She's always been a great leader, but I think now she's kind of taken it to a, to a different level because she really is a leader and she's an influencer um, you know, to all these other athletes on that competition floor. Whether she wants to be or whether she knows it or not, people are constantly watching and people are constantly wanting to be just like her. So um, it's, for me, I've, I've just really loved being able to watch that and, and kind of watch her mature and, and grow in, into that position.
3: Uh, I think it's a lot more of a mental game than than people realize. Yeah, absolutely.
2: But. In the sport itself, yes, it's physically demanding and challenging, but when you're at that level that, you know, these girls are at right now, it's more mentally challenging. You know how to do these skills. Yes, maybe one routines better than the other, but mentally it's um it, <laughs> it truly is it's very challenging.
3: Yeah. Well, one thing we know for sure gymnastics in the Olympic year is never without excitement. (laughs) So uh, I'm sure it'll be fun to watch.
2: Yeah, looking forward
0: to it. Yeah. Thanks, Nastia. Olympic Olympic Channel Channel. podcast. Big thanks to Nastia. Now, Scott also had time to play a quick game with Simone. Scott read a few sentences and Simone has finished them.
3: I stayed in gymnastics because.
1: I stayed in gymnastics because I love the
3: sport. Failure to me is?
1: Failure to me is not trying 100% every shot you take.
3: The Olympics to me mean?
1: Oh goodness. The Olympics to me means the biggest stage in the world. You put your best foot forward and you have fun while making memories.
3: The most fun thing about adulting?
1: Okay, the most fun thing about adulting is having freedom.
3: The thing I couldn't live without is?
1: The thing I couldn't live without is either my dog or my phone.
3: My celebrity crushes.
1: Oh, I don't know who my celebrity crush is, now.
3: We've moved on from Zac Efron?
1: I think so. I don't know. I don't want to name any names, but like my, some of my celebrity crushes are football players in the NFL, but I'm not going to name any names and make anybody mad. <laughs>
0: Big, big thanks to Simone again. Remember, you can give us a follow at Olympic Channel on all socials. Scott is S Bregman87, and I am at Eddie Nolds with an I and an E. If you like this episode, then get it up on your Instagram story to tell people. Don't forget to include like a nice quote or a picture and tag us. If you enjoyed this week's podcast, then you should have a listen to the episode that we did with 1987 US national champion, Christy Phillips. She was supposed to be the next big thing in US gymnastics at the Olympics until, well, she wasn't.
2: I realized that it wasn't gymnastics that I hated. It wasn't gymnastics that was carrying that guilt or that anger, it was the way it happened.
0: I've left a link in the episode description to that and also some other cool stuff that you might like too, like the first episode of our all-around series. Anyway, give us a five-star review on the podcast app and write some very kind words there too. That would be great. That is it for now though. See you soon. Think like an Olympian.